I remember there was a point where like I went and skated and I was like skating really well. And I told my, I was like, man, I'm like actually skating well. And my friend just jokingly was like, well, yeah, it's because you're not hurt right now, Bjorn. You're always <laughs> hurt. And it was just like, my mind was blown. I was like, oh my God, you're right. <laughs> like, I've been in my house. I woke up late. I, mm-hmm. I've been watching trash television. Like, just, just the worst. The worst of the worst. What's the worst of the worst? Um, this is, it's an MTV show. It's called, uh, um, I don't even remember what it's called. But it's like, it's basically Survivor, except it's like a dating Survivor. But it's not The Bachelor. It's a different version of it. Because nobody gets voted off. Oh, it's called, like, The Perfect Match. It's like where they've they've done all this collected all this data and they're like oh if (laughs) we've decided that there's you have a perfect match and if they can figure out who the perfect matches are then they will give the entire group a million dollars oh so so it's a group of like there's like five five dudes and five chicks and ten and ten ten of each ten of each and each one of them is a perfect match for another one and they have to sort that out yeah throughout the course of the show and if they do as a team they all receive money but only if they put in the teamwork and find the match yes and here's where it gets complicated because they're like "Ooh, you're my match and they like hook up or whatever and then they have this thing where they can vote to see if they are a match or not and it only gives them yes or no and uh (laughs) and it causes a lot of turmoil because these these people are like they're kind of falling for each other and there's they're in that honeymoon. But then phase. they're not the match. Yeah, and then the group oh. votes on who goes to the, the 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 like I don't know the love tunnel whatever that's called. I don't even remember what it's the called. The love tunnel. That's not what it's called. But like, <laughs> God, it's just it's just that stupid trap. I mean, it's just that like the, the symbol over and over. It's like shh, <laughs> and then they like, and they're in a tropical paradise, and it's. Mm-hmm. it's uh it is complete garbage and then of course like they're the the producers are definitely like messing with people's stuff and then and then stirring things up and they're all drinking and so it's just a bunch of like college students drinking and yelling at each other <laughs> like, yeah so it's it's just great reality tv it's, it's just and, people being dysfunctional a little yeah. bit yeah. and it's edited in such a way that you just can't stop watching it <laughs> So I was doing that and I was like, uh, and then I uh, sat down a little, I was like, I'm gonna do some prep for this episode. And then I, I opened my laptop and my email was up and I got an email about something with my business. And I was like, oh, I have my car today. I don't normally have the car. So I went and ran one errand hmm. and I got in my car. I was halfway there and I was like, oh yeah, I'm podcasting with Nick soon. <laughs> so, and then- well. I made it. I made it. And here we are. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, my day hasn't been that exciting. I also woke up late and then I just (laughs) watched like YouTube videos. (laughs) So that's what you had to do until two o'clock or whatever. No, no, I also also had this time. No, I also had to watch my YouTube. I I need at least four hours. No, I had therapy for like an hour. (laughs) Okay. I, I don't mind. I absolutely respect you for being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got I got three hours of YouTube on this. Well, I, I suppose I could have been like, oh, yeah, 10, 10 o'clock in the morning. Let's do the podcast. But I was like, I didn't want to make that that guarantee. And I'm glad I didn't. And I kind of uh, I kind of wonder what that kind of that podcast would be like if we got up like crazy early and did it. It would be it would be business like, I imagine. Or it would just be like like just talking about how tired we are <laughs> yeah we would both have coffees or yeah. i would have a coffee i would have a coffee I, yeah I'd be like, <laughs> like i'm tired I'm looking sleepy apologizing for being up late or, or being late or whatever yeah we just would like definitely it would be it would be one of a one of the half hour episodes <laughs> just a, in and out real in businesses and, yeah. only just talk about the shoes just the facts yeah purely the facts uh these the the shoes we're going to talk about today are a little bit older of a pair of shoes so i couldn't find them 
on and I didn't buy them off of they're not there's no hype around them really uh all right the, well they're a surprise I don't know what they are yeah so they are a surprise uh I'll just get right into it because it, it was we're gonna talk about my um blue SB dunk highs that's what these are so they're just just a basic SB dunk high and I actually have skated these quite a bit and so. they're they look black to me. Oh, Are they're they they're black? like a like a very dark, um, uh, suede they're blue. Like a gray, gray the, black in the. Now this in the part, this part is black. Okay, uh, and it's like a diff. It's like a canvas, and then the rest of it is um, like a is navy a super suede. dark. Yeah, navy suede. Okay. They're also like 10 years old or like maybe eight, maybe six or seven years, something like yeah, that. Yeah, but this year you could probably turn around and sell those for $10,000. I know. I was looking. Because they're a dunk and everybody wants. There's some right house. now. There's some like like that are not worth crazy numbers right now. Like oh, you, yeah, I know. You can, buy... you can get those yellow ones for like 180 or 200 bucks. Yeah, there's a those bunch that are, are under really cool 200 color. Which ones? The yellow, the maize. I think varsity maize. Spelled M A I Z E, like like I think it's Spanish for corn. The yellow and black ones? Yeah, they look like the Wu Tang oh, dunk that they made those like twenty are of. Really cool. Yeah, and they're not that expensive. No. I thought not. about getting them. These ones? Um no. Oh. That's the, those are suede. It's, it's like those, but it's just regular. You have leather and it's a brighter yellow. Hmm. They might not. They're on, the, they're on like one of the, like the front page of StockX, like the most, most uh, popular right now. Maybe they're they just the dropped like two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not seeing them, but. Well, you're looking at the wrong spot. I found the Iowa ones. Homepage. We're gonna homepage. You like the most popular, and they should be right there. Bright yellow and bright. Well, not bright black, but like black. Found them. They look very similar to the ones I had. They do, but they're like oh, they're regular, all leather. Regular yet leather, not not suede. Can you say regular leather faster? Regular leather. No, it's a hard <laughs> word to say. Yeah. Yeah, they made yeah. like a pair of these like in the 90s called the Wu-Tang that had the little Wu-Tang W in the corner that was that okay. exact colorway. But they only made like a few of them and they resell for like a zillion dollars. Dude, you could just buy these and then just go uh, hit up an embroiderer and just, like, <laughs> just put draw it on the there. shit on with a Sharpie. <laughs> yeah, yeah and but you'd get, like... you'd get caught. Oh, it would be hilarious to you do You would that. know in your heart that you deceived in your heart, yeah. Is that, is that... I would know in my heart that I had that I'd been deceptive, and it would eat at me. Yeah, you know. These are pretty cool. So these, I didn't even see these ones drop. Really, yeah, one seventy. I don't think I paid that. I probably paid a hundred bucks for mine. Honestly, did you buy those when like SB Dunks were like a skateboarding shoe that people skateboarded and they didn't have a lot of hype? Mm-hmm. Nice. There would be a, the occasional one that was like really hyped, but I like just bought this off the shelf. Like, it was but it wasn't like, like this year when anything that has yeah. the dunk name just flies off the shelves. Took another L yesterday on some dunks. Yeah, those holiday ones. Oh, <laughs> I've been going for every single pair. Yeah, and I've I've gotten none of them. My my L streak on dunks continues. I've gone for every pair this year. I think other than like three or four that I forgot. Yeah, yeah, because you don't have any of them. They're comfortable. I like I, I like them as a. I mean, like I probably should get more of them because I do enjoy them. But yeah, they seem like a useful sneaker. They're pretty, the pretty thing, simple. They'd go with a lot of stuff. The thing that I do always, or I did do, is with when I'm skating a dunk or like a high like this, I actually mm -hmm. don't. I bring it down one lace. I don't lace the top. I just lace to the corner here. Oh, okay. And I don't know what it is. I can just skate better because you get a little bit more ankle movement. Mm. I, I mm. hate lacing up to the top. Now, the problem with that is it's got these wings. You can see. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Um, Some Jordan ones have those wings. So there's like actual wings. So if you don't lace that up there, they hang out and they're super annoying. It's the ones in between. So I actually modify mine and I always would cut. I always cut that off. So this is cut. It has the wing is cut off on the inside. Oh, okay. So that I could wear them down one hole. Basically. Cool. Uh, for actual skating. And yeah. It's crazy. Like they hold up like, so this is the, this is my front foot. It's my right foot. It's uh, mm-hmm. uh, and they, this is where typically like when you're skating them, that will wear out and you'll break the laces there. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of okay. crazy. Cause I've skated these quite a bit. And that's like, it's not worn all the way through like at all, which is cool. Huh. Um, they're very durable there. So there. Well, that's a solid review of the, of the SB dunk. I mean, I used to see, I, I, I remember, I think it was summer of 2012. I got really into these. I switched from vans to these because mm-hmm. they lasted longer. And uh, I had some issues with like breaking my ankle. So I had to get a, a more supportive shoe. Oh, you broke your ankle? I mean, I just sprained it and rolled it a bunch of times. And oh, then I okay. would skate before it actually healed. So then I would Yeah, like, so then you made it worse or just extended your pain period. Yeah. Like yeah. I just never I would be I'd be like, okay, I'd do two days off of it and then I would be skating again. Cause I don't I, I that was part of my job. And I just couldn't I just couldn't not skate and be at like like my job at the time was uh was when I was like a skateboard instructor that at a camp. Like in in the uh, the summer camp, and so like, I tried to go a couple weeks where like I wasn't skating, and it was just impossible because I'm like at the park, I'm like giving instructions, and I'm just like I can't not skate. Like I just could, I don't know. It was like by trying to refrain, it made it even funner to do it, (laughs) and then I ended up getting hurt again because I'd push it. I mean, that was (laughs) the story of my life until very recently, where I would just, I would just perpetually. have injuries like, <laughs> you like just constantly yeah you're just always you get back at it before you really should always yeah yeah especially yeah. in the summer because you have I think the only thing the only thing i've ever done like that is like one summer i was like i hadn't shot my my bow and arrow for like quite a while mm-hmm. and then i just went and shot it this was like back when i still lived in montana I was shooting in like July or August. I was like, ah, I guess bow season is in September. I should actually like shoot this thing, mm-hmm. you know, and make sure I'm still know how and start practicing up. And I had left it at its like, I think it was like 68 pounds draw weight. And I'd been just super lazy that whole year. I was just like, ah, no, I could pull it back. I'm a is that man. Is 60? I don't know. 68 numbers. is, is like for, for casual people, like most, most bows are like 60 to 70. Uh, I'm like 69. <laughs> six <nine. laughs> no, like people six who nine, are really, <laughs> people who are really dedicated, like Cam Haynes, that dude that's on Rogan all the time talking about bow hunting. Like he's super, super dedicated. He shoots like an 80 or 90 pound draw weight, but that's kind okay. of, that's about as high as you can go realistically. Gotcha. And that's with training. Like most people can't pull 80 or 90 pounds. Okay. Like I can't really pull 70. I dropped mine to like 65 because I didn't want to hurt myself, which is what I'm getting to is I left it at like 68 and then I didn't do I did no exercise and also no shooting for like quite yeah. a while. And then I fucked up my rotator cuff because oh. it was like the, the draw is like this. It's like this motion and it uses your back and shoulder muscles a lot. Yeah. And if you can't smoothly pull it back, if you have to like strain and kind of lift like draw toward the sky you're not supposed to do that because it means it's too it's too heavy and you're gonna hurt yourself and i had to do that and i hurt myself gotcha and so then it was like it hurt for like a couple of months like i would just be moving my arm around and i'd hit a point and it would just be like oh i'd get like the shot of pain up in my shoulder oh and so i laid yeah i laid off of it but like every now and then I would try to pull it back again. I'd be like, well, maybe I'm back in the game. And then I'd, I'd be back and I'd be like, oop, nope, nope. So yeah. I, 
that was part of why I started going to the gym. This is like three years ago, but I was like, I started going back to the gym because I was like, you know what? I got to fucking. Get- <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> Dude, I'm nervous about getting back into bowling, to be totally honest. Because I'm like. Yeah, you might have to do some I, like. I definitely, I'm not totally sure. I mean. Push-ups or some shit. It's like, it doesn't even really matter, but it's like, because I have. What are pretty- the injuries with bowling? What's the I common injury? My, my, uh, my issues are I have hip issues from skating. And oh, so okay. I, I have a hard time sometimes with the, um, it's the f- going from like, cause like you, you understand how a bowling throw goes, you go back. And so you, you hold the, you have to be able to hold the ball up and then mm-hmm. you go down through the bottom of the fulcrum. But then there's that point where you are releasing and standing up basically Mm -hmm. so it's like you're 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 getting you're like getting low and then you have this like part where you're releasing and standing up and what that doing that does is that's putting the hook the spin on it okay Um, that's putting more rotations on it and i haven't thrown a ball in a while and i throw Mm -hmm. a pretty heavy ball i don't even remember what the weight is i think 13 or 14 pounds is what i throw maybe i don't even remember now i think it's 14 but Mm -hmm. um which is kind of a heavier ball uh and so yeah that's probably the 70 pound draw weight of yeah bowling balls. It, yeah it's like it's is that like, like the top end of what regular people do dude i'm so and like of it. beyond that is like elite people like so a 16 or 18 pound ball is like is that like a is that like a fucking 16 is kind of, Game the, of thrones 16 is kind of the 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 heaviest if i remember correct god i'm so okay. far away from it now I think it is. So does do, do does anyone use a heavier than sixteen? Like like the Game of Thrones guy, the the big guy. Does he have like a forty no, pound ball? Because it's just like most, <laughs> just it's all the pins <laughs> at once. It's just like it's one of these things. It's one of these things that the theory of bowling looks like has a yoga changed. ball, but it weighs like eighty pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the theories of the best thing has changed in bowling. It's shifted. So mm. a lighter ball, you can control more. And then with the new coatings and stuff like that, there's there's the the thing of you can actually throw a lighter ball, but it oh. used to be thought as like, oh, every pin, God, I don't even know these weights anymore. It's like every pin pin is like three pounds or something. It's like three and a half pounds or something like that. So you multiply it, and just the math of a sixteen pound ball hitting that much is going to have less is going to have more effect on the pins then like it'll have more oh yeah like a, like if just a from a physics down, standpoint yeah just a higher mass hitting the equal mass yeah. you're gonna have a bigger yeah more 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 energy gets transferred into the pin so it's exactly. gonna fly faster and further yeah but with these new coatings and and things there's actually what's called drive where the ball starts to actually push forward so yeah, that, so it makes that energy transfer more efficient. Exactly. But even with those, you still, if you can throw the heavier ball accurately, you would still benefit. I think so. But yeah, there's, but then there's been these people that are just like able to achieve more accuracy and you get tired, you're, you lower your fatigue if you're throwing a little bit lighter ball. Yeah. So there's yeah, like yeah. some theory of like maybe pull it back and find a medium right throwing like a 13 or 14 pound ball as opposed it's like yeah i could throw a 16 pound ball but can i throw the 16 pound ball for three straight games back to back yeah so this is a direct parallel between like what people like me shooting like 60 to 70 pounds yeah that's like the top end for normal people and then guys like cam haynes who goes to the gym every day specifically training so that he can pull the 80 or 90 pound bow and shoot it a lot yeah. accurately. He's given himself the edge. He's like the guy that would go to the gym every day. Yeah. In order out. to be able to throw the 16 pound ball with the same accuracy that yeah. most people can throw at 12. Right, right. And the same, res- like, be able to, he'll be able to do three or four games with the 16 pound ball. Right. Like, that's the elite. So that's, if you're, if you're way into bowling, then you should be in the gym. <laughs> doing kettlebell swings and shit so that you can throw that right. 16 pound ball for <laughs> eight throw a 16. oh man it's just i i had that theory and then like so i bought i had like a little heavier ball and then i've just had i've just enjoyed it more i i got a lighter mm-hmm. ball and i can throw it well more. And you're you're not like in the world 
premier league of bowling or whatever the fuck <laughs> it is. That's not my intention either. I don't know who's what's the pro bowlers called. I don't know. PBA is the tour. Yeah, you, you're not one of them. So like for you, it's doesn't. <laughs> It doesn't make sense for you to be pushing yourself to be able to yeah. throw a 16-pound bowling ball. But for those guys, if you're, like, number two in the world and you want to be number one, like, you right. should be doing deadlifts. Find things you should that be kettlebell you swinging, an edge. And you should work your way up. You should get an 18-pound ball. Yeah. You should get there's a also weird bowling ball. Dude, there's other things where people, like, adjust. Their, they, they, like, throw the whole quiver of them and, like – change as the game goes and adjust it's like mm. it's too complicated I'm yeah like, they, you can just... yeah they can get to be real dorks about it but yeah. they, i already I feel like they see results for rolling up with three balls at this point <laughs> i'm just yeah, like I, mean, I don't like that even. yeah but you're in a different league of people that bowl compared yeah. to like people like me i bowl like once a year and i'm usually intoxicated at the time yeah and so I use the house ball, whichever one has the pattern that my fingers fit into. And it is an, is, it's a weight. I yeah. never keep track of what the weight is. <laughs> I'm just like, this one doesn't hurt my fingers. I mean, and I'm then sure... I throw it down there. And if it hits something, <laughs> that's fantastic. But right. that's not, that's not something I'm responsible for. Yeah. And Once sure... I let go of it, that's God. Dude, I'm sure if you got into it with, like if you started getting into it with me you would have you would have a whole collection of balls oh yeah well. no i would yeah i would definitely spend <laughs> all the money i mean it's not too expensive uh the one really funny thing that you i remember can make observing, things expensive yeah i mean here's the thing that this is this is like a later on like when we're getting when we're getting a bunch of free shoes i'm definitely going to start doing this i really want to modify a pair of like dunks or a pair of um just like ones or mm. even just like some one lows and uh to and be bowling shoes to be bowling shoes yeah i think so that you i could modify like the hypest shoes you can get oh my god like what if i what if i like just like really drop something like got some like off-white ones yeah or like... get the chicago off-whites the off-white <laughs> chicago ones that are like five grand leave the hang tag on them and then modify them to be bowling. Oh, the 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 red ones. Yeah, like, the Chicago color. I I almost feel like the I don't know if I would want to high though. So maybe I should do like the dunk UNC. No, and then like you look like a fucking bowling shoe. <laughs> Which ones? These. I'm not doing it to these because they already look like a bowling shoe. <laughs> oh, they do. I never liked those, and I don't think a lot of people did. What are they? What are they running? The, yeah, you see, compared to other off whites, people dude, I should weren't, get these. I should just get weren't these. that stoked on those. These are stupid. They kind of are. They're not the best. Like, oh, like just be an idiot with these. Yeah, no, bad. I think Wait, those or like ten. What about some classic Jordans? Like, like, like. I, I like these ones a lot. I didn't even know about these. These are cool. Oh really? Um, I don't know why. How I missed those. Anyway. What were you well, going to say? Which we ones? Went. Did we go for those? I think I thought about going for those and then I forgot because it was early. I, I don't think I went for those. But yeah, no, uh, I like this idea when, when we have just sneakers at our disposal. <laughs> like, I want to take a pair of like pretty hype, but pretty loud hype mm -hmm. sneakers and turn them into bowling shoes which is chunky donkey really that's what you should uh, make into bowling shoes get those bed what, is it, what are those going for now jesus are those back up to two grand they were at two grand for a minute there but then they dropped back to like 1500 and then they've been climbing again i think yeah they're like 13 13 really? nine in our size yeah they're only 1390 what a deal <laughs> no thank you i'm not doing that <laughs> that's such a silly shoe it is there's no way i just couldn't i would i don't like it at all i don't know i couldn't do that i really one. don't either that was one where like it was all hype in my opinion yeah that it was, was all just the rarity and the fact that it looked so crazy so you knew what it was mm -hmm. that was the whole reason and is still the whole reason that that shoe is expensive in my opinion I feel like the only way that I would wear it and be stoked on it is if everyone hated it. If everyone, if it was like a universally hated sneaker, I would be like, that's why I kind of still want that sink 
one, the SNK, uh, whatever Adidas with the pony fur <laughs> that, that you, that like oh, literally yeah. everyone was just like, this is, this is the stupidest that shoe. And green, just, the green fluffy shoe. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was horrible. Yeah. As everyone was hating on it, I was like, I'm kind of wanting this shoe now. Cause like there is something, it's almost like going to the, it's like if you go to the craps table and you just start playing the not pass line which means you are betting against everybody winning and it's the same odds and it, you're just an asshole <laughs> and nobody likes you. <laughs> and it's the best feeling in the world when someone shows up to the table and you're, and you're rolling and, you, and you're hitting and everyone's winning and that asshole over there that's betting against you is just losing all his goddamn money. Mm -hmm. That guy <laughs> is what you are when you show up with some shoe that everybody hates. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that? Did you watch? Uh, did you watch the new the sneaker shopping with what's his Jack Harlow? No. I okay, I watched it where he was talking about how he got into New Balance, and it was basically that he said he went to school in some New Balance. He's a, he's like a twenty two year old kid. Okay. Anyway, he's a good rapper. His new album is actually pretty awesome. I just listened to it okay. front to back yesterday, and I was I listened to it twice, and I was like, oh, this this album is dope. Anyway, shout out to him, and he got into New Balance because he said he went to his he was in like high school, you know, he went to school in new balances and people were clowning him and he's like oh i'm just gonna wear these now <laughs> like it's like nobody else where he because he was in uh i think louisville kentucky is where he's mm -hmm. from so it wasn't a place where new balances were cool like like dc area new balances are cool and they've always been cool but not in not in most places and so he was like you know people were like what are those those are trash you know you're you're lame or whatever you know, hot, sick burns like I just came up with. And uh, oh, yeah. yeah, so he was just like, okay, fuck you. I'm going to just wear new balances now. And that like was his thing. Okay. I and then it was perfect because now new balances are big and he's got like a big sneaker deal with them. And Really? Yeah, and he's just like, he always wears new balances and it's kind of like his I'm starting thing. to feel like it's kind of, that's something I enjoy about sneaker culture is that it does shift that way. And you can find things where like, these, I mean, these were cool, but they were actually kind of not that cool when I got them. Like, they weren't that hyped. Like, for yeah. example, the, the ones we're talking about today, these ones. Mm -hmm. But now they are. Like, it's so crazy. Like, if these dropped today, literally today, they would sell out. Like, we wouldn't even be able to get our hands on them. Which is no. what makes it so hard for me to buy a lot of these. These because my the brain is still there. Because you remember buying them like just at a fucking shoe store. Yeah, and not caring that like <laughs> they're one of them is worn. All the the reason I can't wear these is the that, <laughs> and we live in Portland, in Oregon. Like they're in good shape other than that little hole, which just soaks up water and you just get your feet wet. Yeah. You... One puddle and you're done. One puddle and you're done. So yeah. Kind of puts the kibosh on the Portland wearing them. Yeah. No, Portland, the, the rain will get you. It's rain will get you. Uh, I'm going to go back to something that we we're talking about. You were talking about sure. the, um, the bow, pulling the bow back and like as an adult, mm -hmm. it's such an interesting thing to me as an adult switching to that. So like I've experienced that a ton with skateboarding where there was a moment, I think it was, it was like after I pretty much <clears throat> when I got into stand up and I started doing stand up all the time. And mm -hmm. so I just was like, where I was done with college. I was like working a job doing stand up. That is it. I was, and I would skate occasionally, like I yeah. would just skate around, but it wasn't, I had moved to Minneapolis. There wasn't a skate park that I loved that was near my house. Mm -hmm. or even far from my house. There just wasn't that much skating that I liked there. So I pretty much just accidentally quit skating. And um, and I remember there was a point where like I went and skated and I was like skating really well. And I told my, I was like, man, I'm like actually skating well. And my friend just jokingly was like, well, yeah, it's because you're not hurt right now, Bjorn. You're always <laughs> hurt. And it was just like, my mind was blown. I was like, oh my God you're right <laughs> like this is the first time i've like ever skated in my whole life where i wasn't like babying some injury of some like it's like so i was always because i was always hurt i was always yeah hurt. because my my theory on skating growing up was 
I would skate until I got hurt. That would be the only reason to stop is if I physically could not. That would be most sessions. Like I, Which is most probably why you got good. Exactly. That's how like you that's get good. That's the level of dedication you need to get good at something, really. Well, it's all about putting out, getting yourself out of your comfort zone constantly. Yeah. And with something physical like skating, you're going to get hurt when you do that. Like yeah. That's pretty much what happens when you put yourself out of your comfort zone. And I suppose with comedy that could be the case. Like if you just are, you're just pushing all the boundaries so much that somebody punches you in the head. But you like, could, but it's unlikely. Yeah, more than likely you're just eventually just gonna bomb really hard because you push too far or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's or more you just like burn about, out because you're doing too many mics. I, it's something I like about stand up is you just well, it, it's almost I almost think about it. It's like almost like uh, inflating a balloon or something like that because then your new comfort zone is bigger. And then you got to push, you push it and you're just like outside of that comfort zone. And then your body just adjusts to the new comfort zone and you just progress better and better. And you almost don't even yeah, I guess, feel like you're getting. Yeah. The risk of physical injury is lower with stand up. And that's what I loved about it is yeah. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, yeah, I can be like emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, emotional injuries are, are plentiful. Just, yeah. Like, just like, oh boy, whoo, failure is uh, apparent. <laughs> it is. But, the, but I guess that's what it is, is you just like try crazier and wilder shit and bomb harder and harder until like you don't give a fuck at all. Yeah. Is that kind of, that's kind of the parallel? Yeah, it is. And the, it's just the, being brave on stage and being able to like fail. Yeah, some of the parts with skating, this happened to me in snowboarding and then it started to happen in snow skating and it happened in skating a little bit. But you get to a certain level in which that pushing outside your comfort zone is pretty bananas. Like it's like, it's starting to get, like I remember in snowboarding in high school when I was basically at the height of my snowboarding before I kind of switched gears and focused on snow skating and stuff. It was like my junior, maybe my, sophomore mm-hmm. year of high school i was to this level where i was like i was starting to do more flips i was starting to do more big stuff and like it was yeah fun. so pushing out of your comfort zone there is you get you're, you're going off like a big kicker you're 20 feet in the air and then you land on your head right so but, <laughs> that's not good at first it's like a single backflip you can go over like probably a I don't know 15 foot table a small tabletop you can do a single backflip but when you're trying to do like, when you're, when you're doing, you know, a, once you're like 720 on your spin, like so a 360 or a backflip, a single backflip or a 360, you can pretty much do that on the ground. Like mm-hmm. not a backflip, I guess. Uh, I had a friend that could do that though. I've seen people do backflips off of like small, like a mogul, like really small jumps. Yeah. You can if do you're that. good at it. And it's almost, I actually almost I've like literally that more. never attempted a flip. On really? Skis. I was not a park skier. Like I, I was tried a park 180. <laughs> I tried to do a 180 and I ate shit doing that. And I was like, I hate being bad at things. I'm good at, I'm good at like the big mountainside yeah. skiing. Fuck this. Remember I'm when you collected all of my stuff when I did a 180 on my skis? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did that like once and I said, you know, you got my I don't skis enjoy this. And my hat and my goggles for me. <laughs> I like the idea of being good at it, but I didn't like all the buildup of sucking at it. And so I was like, you know what? I'll just, I'll just shit on that and make fun of it okay. and, say it's, I, and say it's less <laughs> valuable than what I do and then just enjoy big mountain skiing because See? I didn't like failure. And so... So I never, I was like, I never even attempted that. a 360. Okay. So I was able to get or past a that 360 flip single, like smaller things. Like I was able to get to that zone. Mm-hmm. But then when I just remember when I was like, oh, to, so for like learning a 360, you could do that on your skis off of a very small jump. And then you could take it to a big jump. So you could learn the trick on a small jump, take it to a big jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, Backflip, you needed a medium-sized jump to learn it and then you could take it to a big jump and that was okay but then the next things that i was doing like when i once i started doing like sevens and nines like 900s and stuff where you're doing like where you start you you have to learn that on a big jump like there's no there is no like a helicopter up there yeah 
Yeah. And so you need space it, to rotate a few times yeah. in the air. And I had a few really big falls that just made that way scarier. So like a, a fall Where you on did like, a like two, you like, were trying to do two, three spins and you did two and a half and then you hit the ground sideways or some shit like that. Nope. It was, it was more, I, um, my takeoff was weird and I didn't land on the landing. I landed like way off the landing. Oh, like, like I pre-spun too much into the lip, got too excited, pre-spun, mm. caught my, ed- or I pre-spun, caught my edge and then went just wherever I was going to go. <laughs> but like keeping your takeoff straight, like hitting a, hitting a big jump that was like narrow and then like, mm but coming off of it slightly weird and then okay. totally missing the landing. Those were mm-hmm. my big injuries or when I oh, completely okay. missed the landing. Did you ever like break or, stuff doing that? Or like, overshoot really it? Or hurt yourself doing that? No, I never did. I mean, I did. I had this one, um, there was this jump. It was a hip. Do you know what a hip is? It's where there's like, it's, it's where you land like at a 90 degree angle. So there's a jump. And instead of going straight off the jump, you kind of go at an angle and then you land sideways on the landing. You land, the oh, landing okay. is like 90 is degrees. It, it's like those jumps that are kind ahead. of part of a hillside. Yeah, yeah. Like when you're going down the trail and there's the jumps up to the right-hand side or yep. to the left-hand side. That's okay, kind of, a, of it's called a hip. Okay. Well, we had a really big hip. And what they usually do is they build them really tall. So you just go mm. high and not very far. Yeah, and, so it's and then they build a like long a landing, pipe, right? Yeah, it'd be like it's it'd be like similar. jumping and landing in a half pipe, going straight yeah. in, and then landing on the half okay. pipe wall. So yeah, it was yeah, one yeah. of those. They made it, but it was super long, and I started hitting it as a straight jump. So I was going straight over it, not hitting it like a hip. Like you're supposed to go really high and then land and then not very far, mm-hmm. and so. But what I was doing is I was going straight over it like it was a tabletop, which meant I was going very high in the air. To, to make mm. the, the gap, you had to go even higher. So yeah. I was like pointing it from the top, like going really, really fast. And mm. I remember I was, I don't even know what trick I was going to do. It was probably like a backside 360 or something just mellow. Mm. I miss, I was going so fast that I like, I kind of screwed it up and I didn't go straight off the the takeoff yeah and so i kind of went off to the side and i i caught my back edge and all i remember was i was meaning to kind of like drop and do like a cork but then i like caught my back edge and kind of just went back i just remember seeing like the sky i did like half a backflip straight to my head but i landed like with my head kind of curled in and i just basically like my head just went between my legs um but i went like 20 feet straight to my head and um and then i couldn't sit up and they were really worried but all i did was just like pull a whole bunch of muscles in my back because i did go to the i did end up like going to the ski patrol and Mm. then they sent me to the hospital and then my this was i didn't have a cell phone at the time how old were you when you did this i was in like i don't know maybe like 15 16 okay yeah that's the kind of age where that injury doesn't just cripple you for life yeah because like at our age like even at my age like past about 20 like (laughs) there's probably a bone breaking in there or at least like a much more permanent muscle i i fell pretty perfectly to not hurt myself more like there's a chance i could have gotten a lot more hurt than i did yeah i feel like getting like everyone thought everyone all my friends were like we thought you were going to be paralyzed for the rest of your life that's what all my friends <laughs> said watching it it wasn't on film or anything so i have no idea really what happened. they watch you go 20 feet in the air and land on your head and yes. that's not that's not ideal yeah but i was wearing a helmet <laughs> and all that that was a scary <coughs> moment but like i remember the most painful part of that whole experience was actually riding with the ski patrol um like <laughs> did they have you on the, the thing thingamajig? yeah that was yeah. way more painful and because i remember insisting on them letting me ride uh down but they wouldn't they wouldn't let me and then they wouldn't mm. let me um because i was like on the thing behind a snowmobile and then they skied down with me because i was mm. on the back side of the mountain so they had to go up and over to their side oh okay 
So it was just like a really long ride. And I remember the bumps being just like, it's not smooth. It is Mm -hmm. not fun. And you did just land on your head. So like you were sore. So I'm sure (laughs) part that injury specifically is part of why sometimes I have some back issues where if I don't consciously like lift with my legs, I can Mm. throw my back out for several days. And I assume it's that injury in particular, but I don't know. I mean, that seems like a safe assumption. It does. 20 feet right to the dome. That's that'll, uh, it seems like it'd be bad. It seems like something you should try not to do in your life. So actual like head injury, like concussions and stuff that I had were like, not that grand looking right like, but that, that one that's was like, like a spine <laughs> potentially injury if it's yeah. bending you in half yeah like yeah that's yeah that sounds like it was a couple degrees away from being worse which is just wild to even think about now like i've thought about it too it's like okay put me were you on same, skis or a snowboard snowboard uh snowboard, put me okay. same scenario like i probably i could probably hit that jump pretty safely now to this day i could probably pull a backside 180 over it but i don't know i i almost like wish i could see what the jump actually looked like because it's all memory and yeah and also like who knows like some of it's like what my friends told me and i'm probably exaggerating or something you know for effect but uh mm. or like by by remembering it because it's a while you know it's 15 years ago <laughs> 20 years ago almost so like, yeah who knows what really yeah i never had an epic but it was a 60 foot kicker i do remember that it was a 60 foot jump that i was trying to gap and i had done it a bunch of times like like between the takeoff and the landing it's 60 feet it was 60 that's i've never hit a jump that big i've never even come close to hitting a jump that well i'm not a park skier dude see but what you don't understand too is that it was a hip so it wasn't built for that intention. So that means that the takeoff was really, really aggressive. So yeah, so it's really usually steep. a six usually a sixty foot kicker. Uh, you you do a cheese wedge, which is there's like the table, which is it's like flat, and then it rolls down, which the roll mm-hmm. is called the knuckle, and then there's the landing. Typically, yeah, you'd be like at a certain clear that knuckle, right? You you yeah, definitely you don't clear want to the land knuckle on top of the table. You'll yeah. break your feet. You you want to land just past the knuckle because you don't mm-hmm. want to go too far uh, because it usually flattens out again. Or yeah, so usually it's a cheese wedge. Yeah, this there jump was one at Maverick was like this, was like Nick. That. So it's straight up like, but then the table was like here. So it's like more of an aggressive angle because it was intended that you just go up and then you land somewhere on this hip. But I yeah. was. But I was being cool. I was being a cool guy and going really, really big that day and hitting it like it was a straight up tabletop, which you were not supposed to be really doing. Mm. You could, but like only a few people. But you had to have insane speed because of the angle that you're taking off to clear the 60 feet. You just need greater speed. And because then you're going like super high and Yeah, you're wasting you're wasting energy. Uh Uh-huh. And yeah, you're your and I've initial... messed up big time. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, something that I just I just think is so funny as, as an adult is just being like not hurt. And then there's almost like this part of me that like enjoys pain. It's so weird. It doesn't even make fully make sense. Where like I hate I don't like being in pain, but like there is this part of me that like like when I'm skating, mm-hmm. it, it definitely like I'll take a slam. And then I skate harder. It's it's this it like I don't know. I'm it sure there's something. Kind of energizes you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You take a fall and like, you, I mean, as an adult, it happens less and less. Now it's just kind of like, okay, I'm going home now. But <laughs> it used to be like I'd take a fall and I would just be like, all right, and then I like, and then I skate twice as yeah, hard. Yeah, now you've twice got a vendetta <laughs> against yeah. the, the cement. The cement has wronged you, and you got to exactly. get it back by doing some sick tricks. Yep. Yeah, no, I've never, I've never had that bad of an injury from skiing. I hit a tree. I've once, skied with, I I, I've, I've skied with you. I understand why, and there's that's no offense, but like I no, understand I'm, why I'm, you I'm, haven't. You're much more cautious than even I. Like we were taking runs where like I have no idea what this is on the other side of this thing, and I'm just full speed, and I'm like I'm gonna just 180 and go backwards. Yeah, or like I just, whatever. I don't love skiing enough to want to get myself fucking injured for it. 
You are you know, like, you're like, if I started skiing now, you ski like I drive a motorcycle, which is fine. I don't think I do quite. Well, maybe you might just be a little bit less risk averse as a person. Than you are? You think you're more yeah. high, you're more risk averse than I am? Yeah, I think I don't think I take as many risks. I would agree with that. Yeah. But, so I think I I think I'm just naturally more cautious. So like Yeah. With skiing, like because I started when I was like eight years old. Like I've been skiing and I've yeah. always been kind of cautious and I've gotten less and less so. But then I think it hit a point where I just don't ski that often anymore. I only ski like yeah. two, three times a season now. So it's like if that so every time I go, it's like I'm out of shape for it. You know, yeah. I haven't I haven't been yeah. doing like skiing every fucking weekend. So I'm like in ski shape, you know? Yeah, yeah. And just practicing. So it's like I know that I can't I can't just like go hard every time I go because yeah. there's like there's just like room for error. And right. it's like, you know, I, I'm but I, I feel like I'm not. I don't like feel I, like I'm a cautious skier. I feel like I'm like a mid-level. Like I like to have fun. I don't like pizza wedge my ass down the fucking mountain. No, I agree. I feel like we're the same level of skiing right now because I'm unwilling. I mean, maybe, and I'm actually, I like skiing with you because you aren't pushing. Like if we yeah, went Yeah, I'm not going to push you to hurt you, yourself. If, if we went skiing and there was like a rail and you greased it and I was like, I would probably try it because of just whatever bullshit is in my yeah, head. Yeah, you see, I just I just and never I, got into the park like, stuff because the mountain I grew up skiing was tiny. It's called Maverick yeah. Mountain. It's amazing, but they don't have like a terrain park to speak mm-hmm. of. They have like a couple a couple rails and like a couple of jumps. And just yeah. me and my friends were never into that stuff. We always just we always just kind of skied for fun, you know, and and yeah. we liked powder and we liked, you know, I like little jumps that are like part of the run. Yeah, no, you know, that's like like dude, that's little where drops. I'm at. That's where I like I'm at little now. drops, little jumps that are part of the run, that kind of stuff. I like going fast on a groomer. I like I like like a steep and deep powder run. Like that's yeah. my favorite shit. And so, like that's just what I did. And then I'm you know moved to Bozeman, started skiing Bridger. And at that point, all my ski buddies were like me, and we were we were doing like we'd hike the ridge. Yeah, and that kind of stuff, like or just go on the powder. And those are your risks, but you're not. Yeah, like you're not would, throwing down crazy. We'll tricks. ski the whole mountain, but if there's a twenty foot cliff, we're gonna go around it. Yeah, if there's a ten foot cliff, we might build up the balls to drop that. Like, but not a twenty foot cliff. Yeah, maybe some of my friends, but not me. I wasn't the. I wasn't the like big. It's I like a, I don't. I don't need to fucking give he, myself an injury. I was. I was into the here. park stuff, but like the cliff stuff, I had a couple bad experiences, and it really soured me on it. Where like, mm. there, if you're going over exposed rock, there's a pretty good chance there's exposed rock in the landing. And I mm. landed on, and I, I landed on some. I had a close call once, and then I had a friend destroy his snowboard by dropping a cliff and landing just on pure rock, <sighs> and. So I just, I don't, I didn't like it. Cause it, it involved like to, to hit a cliff, even at a ski area, um, they've never hit before to do it properly. You've got to go check the landing, go mm. make sure the landing's good and, or know the land, like know what the, what the landing looks like. Maybe yeah, you kind of have to scout it. Yeah. You have to scout yeah. it and then you figure, pick your line and, you know what? That's too much work. I don't really care. And um, I'd rather just go to the place where they've designed it for me to hit jumps mm-hmm. and goof around on the small stuff. I have no need or. Yeah. Care. Like I wasn't, I wasn't trying to blaze any new trails. With <laughs> like if I was doing a drop, it was like the most popular one on the hill. It was oh, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the 10 foot that everybody hits. Yeah. All right. I'll hit it once to just prove I can, you know, it's in front of the lift. Right. You know, maybe I'll maybe I'll get some cheers. Showstoppers. I always love yeah. those. Those are fun. You do a yeah. trick, cool trick. And then I didn't do any tricks. I would just like build up the balls to go off of it. I probably look lame as shit. I definitely look lame as shit. And then I'd I'd land and then I'd just be like amazed that I didn't crash. Like that was kind of my speed on most cliffs. It's just yeah. like shit, I get it, dude. Like and then and then just ski away. Yeah, I think you are just a little bit more cautious than I am. I just but at this point, we're pretty much we pretty much ski at the same level, honestly. Like, just yeah. the only difference is like, and I think this is I the level that I will ski at. 
I have some history and I have to, I just have to be careful to not think that I can still do stuff. Yeah, like you have skied at a higher level. I've skied basically this is the level I got to. And I, I was a little less cautious like when I was like 18, 19, 20, yeah. like in college because we were skiing a lot. And also I was 18, 19, 20 years old. Like, yeah. Since then I've skied way less. So it's just like, I'm out of shape. I'm not going to try to hurt myself for something I do once a year or three times a year. It's like not worth it to and me. And I got, I got to remind so like, myself that constantly. Cause I, I, I get there and then I think that I can still do it and I don't. Yeah. I like the adrenaline rush of like going fast and doing cool shit, but it's yeah. like, I know the moment it feels a little uncomfortable, I'm like, okay, no, I gotta, re- I gotta reel it in here because I'd, yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather be comfortable than like push myself too hard for adrenaline and then like break my body. And some of that, some of that, ironically, is, uh, it's almost like, it's almost like a self fulfilling prophecy of like, uh, if you don't really care and you're super relaxed, you're gonna be more re- successful, like with it even mm. as opposed to like if you do it scared and you're thinking about all the things that could happen like yeah, then you're gonna tense. fall <laughs> you're t- you're a you're tense but you're also picturing the the miss not the make because you're thinking about all the contingencies of what could happen you're not thinking about the one thing you want to happen yeah no and i, d- I don't spend my whole time on the ski hill i'm i'm pretty relaxed up there and that's yeah. like that's why that's why i don't go too crazy is i'm like i, d- I don't want to be anxious at the fucking ski hill it's like my day off i'm not right i'm not trying to prove anything nobody I, knows me i'm i, I have stuff. to i have to like right yeah it's like nobody yeah, knows you're wearing you. face masks before it was a thing it's like <laughs> I nobody knows who you are i love i love all this de- defensiveness too it's fun <laughs> like, my defensiveness yeah like why do, fuck, like, who, why do like, i have to do backflips i'm not in the <laughs> x games you know it's, it's like yeah no, I get it. It's like, it, it is, it's such a weird thing. And it's so weird for me to go do it now because I've got to like, I've got to ski like you. I've got to do that. I have to consciously be like, no, 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 don't do that. Or like, or like maybe think about it just a little bit more. Like, cause like I'll, I'll start having fun and just get and pushing it. And then I'm like, and it doesn't it happen to me at the skate park this summer with David, we went to the skate park and like, I'd been there all we'd been there all afternoon and I'd been doing all these tricks and then like I just did I was like doing some goofy trick that I'd already done and I slammed so hard like so hard so hard that I didn't even put my hands out I wasn't expecting to fall I was like <laughs> I remember hitting the pavement confused like <laughs> what <laughs> it was it was like an interesting moment I was just like okay you know like yeah it's not my level is not <laughs> there anymore which is sure. just part of getting older i think man yeah probably you know? no i think i get defensive because like a part of me really wants to be like a super risk-taking type of person yeah but i just am not and so when like i don't, I don't know like when people are <laughs> questioning me at all on it i'm like a part of me wants to be that person, but it, then it's like, I can't, it's not who I am. And so yeah, I just get like, it's like, just caution. It's just who cares by the tundra. <laughs> you know Exactly. <laughs> I wanted to talk about this. We were arguing. Okay. We were arguing about cars. Bjorn and I both kind of want a new car because Bjorn okay. and his partner share one car and there's two of them and they have activities that they need to be about in their lives that both require cars. So yeah. he, Bjorn's talking about getting a new vehicle. And my 2005 base model Subaru is, is, is a 2005 base model Subaru and could use an upgrade. So I was like, I, I've, you know, I like cars. I read about cars all the time and I'm like, I, I really want a Toyota Tundra. I like I like pickup <laughs> trucks. I also like like car cars. Like I've I've thought a lot about like the Lexus IS three fifty, like the twenty fourteen, the twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen generation. Right. That's a cool car. Try to get the all wheel drive one with the F Sport package. It's a sweet car. It's like three hundred horsepower. Also all wheel drive. Like that would be a really nice car. It's small and it's a it's a sedan. It'd be easy to park. 
like that would be a fun car that's also easy to park in my neighborhood because I live in Northwest Portland and it's like parallel parking on the street, which would be miserable with a Toyota Tundra. Yes. But I also like like outdoorsy stuff and I don't do a lot of it. And part of that's because I'm kind of lazy. But a big part of it since I've lived here is because I don't really trust my Subaru. It's a legacy. It's not like an Outback or something. It doesn't have high clearance. It's got low profile tires. I don't trust that I can go too far off a paved road without fucking up my Subaru and ruining my day. And the, the amount of anxiety I get <laughs> if I fuck up my car is not worth whatever fun I was about to have to me. I don't like fixing right. my car. And Bjorn is telling me, that I should not get a Toyota Tundra or a pickup yes. truck in general. No, because... you should get the Tacoma is what I think you should get. The more, and I see them constantly now mm-hmm. because it's in my mind. It's front yeah. of mind. So I'm seeing Tundras all the mm-hmm. time. And I'm like, that is the stupidest car for Nick to get. It makes no sense. And Okay, so why you know is what? the Tundra stupid, but it's the Tacoma so isn't? The Tacoma is... But the Tacoma is like the same length. So it would be the same pain in the ass to park. It's... If you get the one that I would get, which is the four-door with the long bed Tacoma. Okay. Because the short, tiny bed in the Tacoma is too small. It's only five feet long. Okay. I want to be able to, if I have a pickup truck, one of the things I want to be able to do is sleep in the bed of the pickup truck. Okay. So I still, I just still think that the Tacoma just like makes more sense for you. It's like, it's a pretty big truck for the most part, in my opinion. Like all the trucks right now are like... Like I sent you a text about this. I saw the I saw the old Tundra. It is the yeah. size of the new Tacoma. <laughs> no, the first gen Tundra is slightly bigger than the new Tacoma, it's but only a little a, bit. Like visually, it's about the same. It just feels like it's a big car. The Tundra and something is if you get a new truck, you are not gonna want to fuck it up. You're gonna do the same. Th- I think you're gonna do the same thing you're doing. I wouldn't with your do car. the same thing. No, I wouldn't do the I same. I had that with, well, I guess with, but my truck was super old. So I didn't give a fuck about any of it. And I right, didn't care like, about my sedan because I had a sedan like yours and I took it places it shouldn't have gone all the time. I basically took it off-roading and I got it high-centered multiple times. I high-centered mm-hmm. it on like double track where I was like, whoops, I shouldn't have taken my um, low-profile Volvo on this where we had to like push it out. But like, I I just didn't I didn't care about my older car and my new cars gave me have given me so much more anxiety because I don't want to mess them up. But they're leases, so I am returning yeah. them. No, that at the moment, but... one of my issues with my old car is I've been planning <laughs> to get rid of it at some point, and so right. it's like I want to minimize yeah, any yeah. more money I have to put into that. Like I don't want to break anything on it because it's like. I've already dumped a lot of money into that car, which is part of what's been an inspiration to eventually get rid of it. And it's like, I don't want to have to dump another fucking penny into this car, especially if it's something I do. If I'm just like, yeah, let me go four wheeling in a fucking 2005 (laughs) base model Subaru Legacy. That's a ridiculous idea. You're going to break it. Well, how the much car is it even worth? worth? If it's not even worth that much, like whatever, just break it. <laughs> right, but no, <laughs> like, I, live your life, Nick. <laughs> on a private, no, but on a private party sale, I could probably get like three to four thousand dollars out of it, depending on, you know, the day. And like, that's enough <laughs> that 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 like, not baby. In my opinion, I still what? wouldn't baby that. I wouldn't be babying that. I wouldn't even care. I feel like whatever. It's no, worth that's 3, like a, That's yeah, whatever. but that's like a decent. <laughs> extra amount of money to have as a down payment you know like probably that that brings my ten thousand dollars to thirteen or fourteen thousand dollars which makes a big dent in the in the total it is probably very apparent of why every car that i've ever like i've driven a lot of cars just into the ground been like yep i'm the final owner (laughs) like there's definitely not another owner after this who cares which is whatever you know versus mm. like my newer cars i've been just like don't i get very no here's what really what stuff. really keeps like <laughs> encouraging me to get a pickup is my dad has an old tacoma and i we are coming come back to the tacoma but like mm-hmm. when i go home to montana just driving up like shitty roads with the tacoma yeah who gives a fuck you can drive over anything and i'm like pickup trucks are the shit i want a pickup truck yeah but the, well, the tacoma the i think has it, always it, felt limiting 
because of how I mean, like it's small and it doesn't have a lot of power. And I it's guess like I've, I've never driven I've never driven a big I've never driven a big truck as like my main car. It's always been mm-hmm. small trucks, and I've had no problems um, with that stuff. Honestly. I don't know. Dad and I have just. But, you know? Especially my dad, like he's he's got a little camper that occasionally he likes to trailer and stuff. Okay. And it's one of those things that like you get the big pickup, it's easy to grow into it. But if you get like a really small pickup truck and then like your life changes and you're like, oh, I have this camper that I want to trailer. Now I have to get rid of this little pickup truck and buy another big pickup truck. And it's, you don't always want to have a new thing that you buy. Mm-hmm. So the Tundra is like, you're not going to grow out of that. The yeah. only, or I'm not going to grow out of that. The only thing that would grow out of that is it gets 13 miles to the gallon, which is, which is not very many miles. No, <laughs> but the Tacoma only gets a little bit better. Not by yeah, much. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like three more miles to the like, gallon. It's for almost a way like, well, smaller. You might, yeah. But yeah. And then there's the, there's the actual cost of the car. And then the tires are more, things like that too. Yeah, uh, tires between a Tundra and a Tacoma are about, about the same. same. Yeah, yeah, you're probably those right. Big they're definitely more for than a car. Anyway. Yeah, they're more than a car because I remember that being like, "Whoa, this is a lot more to get these tires." Yeah. And they both hold their value suit th- really well. Yeah, they do. Like they're both cars that in ten or fifteen years I can still get fifteen or twenty thousand dollars out of, unless I like yeah. literally wrap it around a, a bridge abutment or right. something like. I'm going to try, we, we should really, I should have brought this up earlier, but, uh, uh, cause I'm going to try and wrap up, but, um, no, it's okay. We can go into, OT I think, here. I think that, uh, oh, what you got to figure out is just like, okay, what are you going to do for the next five years? Like, what are you realistically going to be doing the most? And so in my case, I was like, uh, I don't think like, I don't go skiing that much. I don't go do outdoorsy stuff that much. I mm-hmm. probably should just get a car. It's, it irks me. It's hard, but I feel like the amount of times I need a truck is so low. And so it's just like, ah, I should probably go with a practical car instead of a truck for my case Mm -hmm. in particular. Yeah. Cause you were thinking about a truck too. You were thinking about the Ranger and you were thinking about the Tacoma. Yeah. I was looking at those, which I, I like both of those, but Mm -hmm. for the way my, cause I was talking with my sister too about this. Cause like she, she's thinking about getting like a four wheel drive car. And I'm just like, don't, are you playing? She's not even planning on staying in Montana that much longer. So it's just like, what's the point if you're just going to go move back to California anyways, just keep the car. Like, <laughs> oh, like- she, that's what she was talking about. That Hyundai, she was going to drop that yeah. and get like a Subaru or a something with all wheel drive. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't like Subarus, but basically she wants a Subaru. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> like she wants a Subaru that isn't a Subaru. Yeah. Yeah. So that's she's completely at- fair four-wheel drive builds a great all-wheel drive system and half asses the rest of the car around it's just it's just that was when i was looking at my car i was looking at subarus for like a minute and i just i drove one and i was just like this is more expensive and it just feels like plastic garbage in here like they hadn't updated stuff on the in like the interior was just like it was just boring and gross and felt like cheap plastic that i was gonna chip by like sneezing you know mm-hmm. like i was just and like they all here's the thing <laughs> subaru uses that stupid cvt transmission in every yeah. one of their cars except for a stick shift like yeah that cvt trans it's dumb it's not good it's lame it's boring i've had so many and, subarus and i like them but well man. my subaru i like i like the way it drives but i don't like that last year i had to spend four thousand dollars to get the head <laughs> gaskets done which is yeah. like every Subaru has this problem. There's like, it's got a bunch of quirks that cost <laughs> money. You know? It's weird, it's like Portland. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. It's quirky and fun, like Portland. And then like it Portland costs is. you $4,000 on a random <laughs> day in August. All right, we should probably wrap up. We're going a bit long today. Uh, uh, what do you think with these ones? With those shoes? What you got for me? Oh, what do I have for you? You got something? Yeah, let's see. If somebody if somebody chose to get the Toyota Tundra instead of Tacoma. Okay. And then they're driving drunk. And so, for some reason, they're driving like 80 miles an hour through your parking lot. And because they got the Tundra, and they, they run it right into your apartment building. Okay. Because it's not the Tacoma. It's a Tundra. It, it just like a bowling ball. It <laughs> crashes its giant mass right through the building. Okay. 
and you, those shoes fall through the floor and then into the Toyota Tundra, like right, right. It, 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 they hit it yeah. and they get torn up in the tires. When I was part of this massive settlement, these are the only shoes that get destroyed for some reason. Yeah, none of my you other ones. You go to your safe somehow. It's, it's a very bizarre uh, car accident. Uh, Anyhow, these, these get destroyed in a car accident with a Toyota Tundra. Uh, yeah, I, you know what? I kind of want to get another pair of these. I really like, I really like them. Um, I would get another pair. I probably won't skate them though. <laughs> like I probably won't yeah, skate now them this the dunks, time. Now the dunks are super expensive and sought yeah. after like you're going to baby them a little more. I might baby them just a little bit more. I mean, but they, they've held up like amazing. Like skating them is still like a bigger flex than, than babying them. Yeah. Like, now that they're worth so much, skating them is an even bigger flex. Oh yeah, I, I saw a whole bunch of people skating like all, like the the dunks, uh, the like the chunky dunkies and stuff like that. I yeah, was, they've uh, been hilarious. skating all the hyped ones this year. All the or, hyped like desperate. burning the burning the um, fuzzy ones, <laughs> the bare ones or whatever. <laughs> the Grateful Dead. Yeah, yeah. All right, I think that's gonna do it for this episode, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. Please like and subscribe. Follow us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all, all the places you get your podcasts. We have new episodes every Wednesday, and then we also have an Instagram account, uh, size ten pod on Instagram. It's so at size ten podcast podcast at size ten podcast <laughs> on Instagram. Please follow us. Uh, check that out. We show pictures and whatnot. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know pictures of the shit yeah, pictures and stuff like instagram pictures stuff dude. you know like instagram hashtags we show uh hashtags stories. on there dude <laughs> Fucking, we tell so many stories dms get in the dms you know Slide in the dms so all the, that all the instagram stuff we're right. influencers <laughs> yeah <All right>. bye everybody <laughs>